The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Chris Brentlinger-Grant checking in this afternoon. Hey, CBG. Hey, Jay. How's it going? Well, good. I'm just, uh, I've, I've, ups, uh, I've upset someone because um, I mentioned uh, my thoughts on White River and my experience of White River. Okay. And uh, they're very upset because their family's from there. So oh. uh, I'm not I'm not distant small town living. I'm just, uh, you know, I didn't have a good experience in White River many, many years ago. So that's my experience. We all <laughs> live them differently. Yeah, I got stuck there in a blizzard. The Trans-Canada was shut down between Sault Ste. Marie and Thunder. Bay, and it was uh, it was rather epic. It was um, an experience to to say the least. But anyway, whatever. We're going to move on here. Hey, I, I lived in Sault Ste. Marie and Thunder Bay, so I mean, I mean, the bar isn't set that high, yeah, right? It's it's one thing to blame <laughs> the weather and the blizzard for having a bad time in White River. It's another thing to. Uh, Mention Texter, who shall remain anonymous, his family for causing the blizzard and your time in White River. So two completely different <laughs> things. It's not, uh, uh, not, we're not besmirching the good name of your family. No, White River is fine, no. I'm sure. It's just the experience. Well, and it's funny because White River actually, as I mentioned, has this thermometer outside that says it's recorded at minus yeah. 72 or something. But it's not true. It's a myth. It's a myth. You read about it, it's a myth. I mean, they did get down into the minus 50s, but the minus 72 is 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 a myth. Um, but it is home of Winnie the Pooh, so there's a, a big old check mark for uh, for White River, to say the least. Yeah, it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And like looking at the list of the coldest temperatures ever recorded in Canada, like you have to think. Mm. So so coming up here, we're going to experience some pretty rough temperatures, right? We all deal with it together, and you know it's a part of living in Edmonton and et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, like 1892 is not a time throughout history that you want to live through a minus 36. And you look at some of these temperatures, right? Like in the Yukon, you were talking before uh, with with our guest at, at the, the, the top of the hour. And it's like minus 62, minus 48, minus yeah. 57, all throughout the early to late 20th century, 19th, 20th century, pardon me. My, mm-hmm. my brain is all over the place. It's a Friday. Could part of this also be because, like, thermometer technology has improved a little bit as well? I'm just saying. I'm just saying we're not seeing 1997. We're not seeing 2013. It's all mm. at the beginning of the century. And so I'm just saying, you know, if it was truly that cold and you're a homesteader out there, of course, mm. things would have been far more miserable than even conceivable right now. But I have to think that some of the technology we're using right now is pretty accurate that Jesse Byer yes. is using right now. And I have to think that we're probably not going to see anything lower than minus 63 uh, ever again, mm. I don't think. Yeah, the latest on this, the 1979 was uh, the the uh, the most recent coldest temperature for, out of Dawson City on the on that list. You know, it's interesting though because um, a number of uh, the great members of Chedville texting in this afternoon about the Edmonton cold spell. 
that there was actually like a certificate made up about this. I've never heard about it, but hmm. someone sent me the certificate and it said, I lived through the Edmonton <laughs> cold spell January 7th through February 1st of 1969. Oh. So that's almost a month of uh, what sounds like very cold temperatures. I couldn't see the writing on the certificate, so I don't know how cold cold was during that <laughs> almost month. If anyone... Uh, does know that? Let me know at 780-496-0063. You can give us a call. You can talk to me and Chris. You can text it in. But apparently, uh, the Edmonton cold spell of 1969 uh, is one for the record books as well. What, what's the governing body or person that signed the bottom of that certificate? <laughs> like, who is officially handing out these uh, certificates of merit or accomplishment for surviving the cold spell? Because I have a sheet of paper in front of me, too. I can I can give Kellen a certificate for anything right now, looking across the board. <laughs> Like, was it a municipal document? Was it was it notarized? I'm curious the checks and balances here that went into actually recognizing this almost month-long cold spell. Like, that sounds terrible. <laughs> if you experience cold to the extent that you need paper documentation to be able to yes. brag, you know, 40 years after the fact, tremendous. But I could also was... go buy a trophy for pretty much anything if I paid for it. It was Ernest who sent who sent this in, and I um, oh he just sent me another one I think, um, but uh, it's uh, there's like an igloo on it, um, and I still can't see the pictures. I still can't see the temperatures here. Doug's on the phone. Or oh, is it Doug? Okay, let's talk to Doug. Hey Doug. Hey Jaylene, how are you? Good. Tell us about the Edmonton well, Cold Spell of yeah, 1969. Well, that, I was in grade I was in uh, in, in grade nine then. And that certificate was printed by Ed Ellischak, who was a political cartoonist for the for the Edmonton Journal years ago. Ah. And uh, I, I'm trying to. I've got a copy of it here. I'm just trying to find it on my computer. Uh, I'll somehow I'll try and send it to you. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, I have to remember this was back in the days when when we used Fahrenheit. Yes. And yes. so it's you know it might not impress people today looking at Celsius, but it was cold. Um, uh, it was so cold people were stealing other people's car batteries. In fact, my dad oh got goodness. stolen. Uh, my, my dad got uh, got his stolen, and the guy was kind enough to leave an IOU and actually replace the battery the next day. But yeah, it was cold. Um, I'm well, I, first, I moved here in '66, and of course the city was a third the size it is now, so it wasn't the big heat island it is now. Yeah. And the and the weather was much colder and i just come from newfoundland where it was you know there was lots of snow but it was wet and wasn't too terribly cold but i got here and the first thing i noticed is that my mother is brushing the snow off the sidewalk <laughs> yeah and i couldn't make snowballs and snow forts were right out of it because the snow was yep. so dry and then when it got really cold you know and back then you know minus 30 minus 40 wasn't that rare you know, especially in early January. And I remember walking, I think I was going, taking swimming lessons at Vic Comp then, and walking home from Vic Comp. I lived in Norwood, and so it wasn't too far a walk, but the snow had packed down where people hadn't cleaned the sidewalks. And it was so cold that uh, if you had any kind of heel on your shoes, it squeaked. Yeah, yeah, it had that, it, it had that sound, uh, that sound of yeah. fingernails on a blackboard. It just, <laughs> yes. oh, it just sent shivers up my spine as if it wasn't cold enough. But I will try and find. I have a very good copy of it, and I will try and find it and send it to you somehow. Doug, that would be fantastic. Thank you for calling. I really appreciate it. 
You betcha. All right, that's Doug Ernest on the phone. Uh, let's go to Ernest. Hey, Ernest. Jaylen. Hello, my I friend. Thank you for sending that picture to me. Yep. Uh, and as far as whether it was uh, legitimate or not, that was published by the Edmonton Journal. Yeah. I was 13 yeah, years. I was 13 years what... old at the time, and it is. Uh, it says this certificate. That Ernest Kitt lived through Edmonton's record cold spell, January 7th to February 1st, 1969, and it was by Olshak. Olshak was a very, if I'm saying pronouncing it right, he was a very uh, popular cartoonist for the journal. Okay. Yeah. So okay. If you look at all those pictures around, you know, that, that was his, that's his drawings. It, it, all those so, little funny pictures. There's a dog there with the drinking out of the keg and people <laughs> freezing. There's a car there. They're trying to it's in an ice block. It's all, and uh, so you know, this was completely legitimate. So, Ernest, how cold did it get? Like, how cold was cold? Well, let's see here. On January seventh, it was only uh, minus fourteen, but then it stayed below twenty. This is all in Fahrenheit too. Fahrenheit, like yeah. Twenty-one, twenty-five, twenty-four. Let me just see here. Twenty, uh, twenty-six. Uh, oh, thirty-one, thirty-one. There was a number, oh, 35. Yeah, and this was all, you know, all, oh, look at this. 31, 31, 30, 30, 25. And this was all, though, in a row. This was, how many okay. days? Like, all from, like I said, it must be like 12, 1, oh, 2, 3, well, 4, 5 times 5. January 7th about 30 January days 1st, in a row, yeah. almost a month in a row, every day. Uh, below 20 below or something like that. Wow, I'd never heard of that. You know what, Ernest, thank you for sharing it. I appreciate well, I'll it. Send, I'll, send, I'll send you one. Okay, you send, have, me, an, I, send I, me the I, email. I made a bunch of photocopies so that I could, because a, uh, a lot of people over the years lost theirs and that. So we <laughs> did live, so anybody I know that lived through it, I, I, I said, here, you can, here's one for you. You can put it, you can even, it's like a diploma. You can put it on the, on the wall. <laughs> You can hang it in your office. Even though you didn't you weren't here for it, at least it's a conversation piece. Absolutely, Ernest. I appreciate it so much. Uh, it's Jay Lynn and CBG, the lead producer of the show. We're talking about the Edmonton cold, cold spell of 1969, apparently. Hey, CBG, I know Les is on the phone. Let's take a quick break. Make sure we have lots of time for Les on the other side. Hold the line. We'll continue the conversation after this. <laughs> and CBG, Chris Brentlinger-Grant, the lead producer of the show, joining me on this uh, Friday afternoon. Yay, Chris, we made it. Um, Chris, question for you. Yeah. Um, the, so, and we're going to get to Les and Loris here in just a moment, but um, was the coldest you temperature that you've been in, um, <laughs> has it been since you've been in Edmonton? Oh, for sure. Nothing even yeah, close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like minus 37, I want to say, a, a day in late, uh, early January last year, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and nothing else even compares. I've, I've been to Lethbridge a couple times uh, for Christmas over the holidays uh, with my mom to visit some people out there. Probably the coldest that got was minus 14, 16-ish. Yeah. Uh, far <laughs> and away, probably double uh, the most cold... <laughs> the most cold day I'd ever experienced before then, yeah. Well, you're handling it well so far, despite some uh, some naysayers on the text line Thank over you. the yes, past week. People, I, I don't people know where were this wondering. came from. I, I'm not sure <laughs> if there's a, a Chris impersonator out there who is yelling with a megaphone on a street corner about how he hates the cold. I don't love it. 
but part of it <laughs> that gets me through is that, you know, my partner and I are living the same days. Everybody in the city is experiencing the same yeah. temperures. It's not going to go away if you hate it every single day, right? Well, and so this is a, it. it's a winter city, and we have as many residents living here as we do for a reason, right? It's not inhabitable. We're not because at, of we're the not beautiful at, summers. Uh, yeah, we're not at, like, a, a missile <laughs> silo up, up in, in the Arctic, right? Like, it <laughs> is nice here. And so I don't love winter, but I think that saying that uh, I'm anti-winter, I'm, I'm just a curmudgeon, a negative <laughs> Nelly about the winter, it's a little off base because, guys, it's okay. It's okay. <gasps> Let's uh, go to the phone. Les has been holding on. Hey, Les. Well, uh, I was working in Edmonton. I was a young fellow, about 20 years old back then, thereabouts. And long story short, I had a job with full construction. But I was working indoors, so I was lucky. But I do remember the coldest had got in Edmonton officially. Now, this would be at the Industrial Airport. I'm I'm very okay. close on this, about 37 to 38 below Fahrenheit, okay? Stretch emphasis Fahrenheit. And it never got any colder than that. But out at the International, it got around 45 below Fahrenheit, okay? And that is because even back then, Edmonton was a major heat island. You know, there was 400,000 people are very close to that living in Edmonton at that time. So there was a heat island at the industrial airport. But I also remember the ice fog. There was ice fog uh, that you would not believe you could not see in the mornings or during the daytime. It was just for, you, you didn't even see the sun that much because of the ice fog. Yes. And also, yes. in that time, it was 26 days where it never got above zero Fahrenheit, which is about in minus 18 Celsius, okay? So that wow. kind of uh, gives you an idea. And I know those records, that's uh, in my head, and I know that's pretty accurate. I also remember a few days after it got above zero Fahrenheit, it warmed right up in early February, and then there was snow uh, sticking to the tires of the car, and I couldn't believe it, you know. (laughs) I thought, this is like Hawaii, you know. So I I remember that very well, you know, and I know out in the Mm. rural areas, there's places, I heard unofficial uh, records of 60 below Fahrenheit, okay. That's Fahrenheit. So anyway, oh, Les, that's my piece. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for sharing. I appreciate it so much. You give me a shout anytime. That's Les calling in this afternoon. Dolores hanging on. Hey, Dolores. Good afternoon. I remember <laughs> oh, it well. I'd come to <laughs> Alberta in 67. And uh, that winter, 67, 68, I guess was a typical Alberta weather. Up and down, you know, freezing, thawing things. I was so sick. I had to go for vitamin B shots. And then oh, we got really? this beautiful winter of 69 where it was cold for, oh, oh, a month. And I just thought I was in heaven. <laughs> My goodness, eh? <laughs> no vitamin that B shots. Awesome. And I said... I sent at home uh, copies to my brothers and sisters, and they had laughed just like I did. Six, uh, four weeks? I'm used to four months. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, interesting stuff. Dolores, thank you it for sharing. It depends where you came from till you came yeah. here. Now go yeah, try I... central Manitoba, where it goes down in mid-October <laughs> yes. and comes above freezing in April. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I, Northern Ontario girl. Been there and done that and lived in Regina for two years. Uh, Marv says, Jay, I worked on a service rig in Red Earth one day. We were hot oiling a well. It was minus 50, oh. dead calm. You could hear the trees crack like gunfire when they froze and split. It was cold. <laughs> and uh, someone says, I'm from Winnipeg. This is just pack your sweater weather. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. I love it. I was looking back at my social media memories also, and two years ago yesterday, apparently, I thought it was noteworthy to take a photo of my car dashboard before I got going, because of course, yeah. don't text and drive. But it was minus five, and I provided yeah. a, a caption with some words that I would get in trouble with if I were to say on air from the RTDNA. <laughs> but minus five, and I thought... This is, of course, before I ever, you know, really stepped foot in Edmonton, that that was noteworthy to be able to share that it was cold that day. Oh, and now here we boy, are. Oh here we here are. Here we are. Look at this, huh? Um, yeah, it, uh, it's, it's, it's a little chilly out there, and it's going to be chilly for the next uh, week or so, my friends. So just keep it in mind, especially if you're doing any traveling, if you're, uh, you know what? This time last year, we had just come back from the listener's trip uh, in Punta Mita, Mexico, <laughs> as I go through my memory feed here. Oh, that was a good time. I was going to um, Australia, yep. Yeah. Uh, but just keep in mind, if you're hitting the roads, that sort of thing, that you have an emergency kit in there, that you have some blankets, you have those things uh, in case your vehicle, uh, you know, it uh, breaks down uh, on the road. And again, if you can't help out places like the Hope Mission, uh, the Bissell Center, that sort of stuff, they need uh, warm mitts, they need uh, winter coats, that sort of stuff. So keep them in mind. If you see anyone in distress, call 211, uh, press the number 3 afterwards. That'll get uh, the help that they need. Chris, you're turning into a true Edmontonian. I'm proud of you. Thank you. You're handling this cold like a champion. Thank you. And let's just say there on a final note also, take care of the pets because, of course, they yes. have fur coats and they're able to uh, handle things a lot uh, easier than humans <laughs> without all of our layers. But it gets brutal for them as well. So keep Absolutely. an eye on them. If they love frolicking out there, there might become a time where it's not fun anymore and they just want to get back inside. So little experience, obviously. My dog isn't that that old but just something to be aware of as well it's a great piece of advice as we go to ba break trevor says don't know the temperature but my brother licked the doorknob <laughs> panic pounded on the door my dad ran over and solved sold the, uh, solved the problem and if you listen to chelsea and shay this morning you know that our own shay ganim did the same thing when he was a kid in school it was a bus stop post <laughs> don't do that either kids don't do it the four o'clock news is up next